Global Chat Radio, the voice of multicultural Western Australia, streaming from Perth across the state and around the world. And this afternoon with me, I have Saskia Sheffer, who is going to talk to us about her time in Switzerland as a child and then her journey to Australia. So welcome, Saskia. Welcome. Thank you. Good. So, Saskia, Switzerland is probably a country that isn't particularly well known in Australia. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, we, we have many people from many cultures here, but um, not quite so many Swiss, I don't think. So how about you tell me a little bit about the, the history of, of Switzerland and then perhaps some of the things that are important in its culture? Um, so Switzerland, well, it's a tiny country, um, but we were years, well, hundreds of years ago. We were founded by three, apparently three really um, brave people, and um, they were fighting to gain land from Germany, France, and Italy. And um, we were originally bigger than what we are at the moment, but then um, the Habsburg and the German people. Um, fought back and got some ground and the French got some ground so we are now the size we are because of winning and losing some battles um, it also has a lot to do with um, uh, the religious fights we had so Catholic and Protestants um, we lost ground over that and gained some ground so yeah it's um, I could dive into a lot but it's a uh, it's mainly just those three person on um, Rütli that um, sworn to uh, get Switzerland together. Okay, so it's a country which, as you say, has been through a lot of turmoil over the years with um, political annexures and cut-offs and uh, things affected by religion and whatever, but now if you sort of think about Switzerland today and you grew up in Switzerland, mm -hmm. you were born in Switzerland, tell me some of the things that are important in the culture of Switzerland, the, the, the food, the, I don't know, the, 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 the music, the... <laughs> if I was going to Switzerland as a tourist, what are the things that I need to be aware of? Um, there are four different languages we speak in Switzerland. The main one is German, um, French, Italian, and then one that's called Romance, which is kind of a Latin-Italian mixture that no one really understands, and only about 2% of us Swiss people can speak and understand it. Um, so, and we are... the. German, the Swiss German people, we are quite proud. We don't really like to mix with the Swiss people. We um, even have a line in Switzerland which we call Röstigraben, which is just, it's not a real line, but we call it that way. It's like where the Swiss and the French, uh, the German and the French part divide. Um, so yeah, we, we have quite a a little bit of it. Discussion. I don't know how to say that, but yeah, we we are a bit special. <laughs> um, and then the Italians are just somewhere down south. Um. 
Okay, so you have you have three cultural groups, basically, or, or groups that have come from different cultural backgrounds that amalgamated to form yeah. Switzerland as we see it today. Um, so tell me, tell me about the the food. Obviously, well, no, not maybe not obviously, but I would imagine that the food is quite. Um, intricate in the sense that you've probably got a mixture of the cuisines from the three different um, countries of origin, do you? Yes, so it depended on where you are. Um, for example, in a, in a Swiss-German area, we have lots of potato stuff, so everything with potatoes and sausages is what we go for. Um, there is, um, when you go to the Swedes type of things, um, if you go more to the French part it gets sweeter and sweeter um so there's heaps of desserts over in the french region um which come from the france uh, comes from france or is you just grew into our culture um italian d- yeah again different food but now, you hear a lot about the, the mountain music, the yodeling and um, the, the shepherds and whatever. But I'm sure that that's not all that goes on in different regions. The, the French, the Italian, the German have different musical styles or is there sort of a general it, uh, Swiss musical style? Um, from what I know is that every corner of Switzerland has some sort of yodeling. Um, how you can see them apart is pretty much um, of their traditional clothing. So if, you, if you're in a yodeling club, you wear the clothing that's traditional for that area you're coming from. So, um, for example, the northeastern part is more looks more like farm girl-ish type of clothing, not as fancy. Um, where you go to Bern, where my dad comes from, the dresses are quite full and you've got a corsage and a nice hat um, thingy as well. Um, if you go to the Italian part, again, you have some sort of hat, but it's not as full on as in Bern, which is just like, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, yes, accordion is um, more played towards the south, whereas in the northern part we have more sh- a thing called Schwitzergli, which is a type of accordion i always explain it like this but it only has buttons instead of um keys so yeah okay well m- maybe this is a good time to play a l- little bit of music um from a gentleman called mani mata yeah um can you tell me what it's called and a little bit about its background um so the song is called as uh, a which means uh, translated that you lit a um a match and um it the artist Manimata is a really famous um person from Bern. Unfortunately he died too early for everyone. He um doesn't do lots of he doesn't do that type of traditional music with yodeling or anything like that. It's more poppy, more um speaking a lot in Swiss German and just getting a an idea over. So in this song, we're talking about how how he lit a match, which is actually not a bi- big thing to do. But then he let it drop, and it um, the flame just caught on fire. Um, the the rock caught on fire, and then what happens after that? 
and in the end we've got like a full-on war. So <laughs> okay, so let's listen to Money Matter. Ich habe ein Zündhölzchen und das hat eine Flamme gegeben. Und ich habe für die Zigarette ein Feuer vom Hölzchen nehmen. Aber das Hölzchen ist davon gespickt und auf den Teppich gekommen. Und es hat noch fast ein Loch in den Teppich gegeben. Ja, man weiss, was kann passieren, wenn man nicht aufpasst mit Feuer. Und für die Glut der Zigaretten ist ein Teppich doch jetzt zu teuer. Und vom Teppich hat auch Gruß können das Feuer ins ganze Haus. Und wer weiss, was da nicht alles noch wäre worden draus. Es hat einen Brand im Quartier und es hat die Feuerwehr müssen kommen, hat die Kornet in den Strassen und der Schluch vom Wagen genommen und sie hat den Wasser gespritzt und das hat eigentlich nichts genützt und die ganze Stadt hat brennt, es hat sie nichts mehr geschützt und die Leute wären umgesprungen in der Angst um Hab und Gut, hat der Gemeinde einen Feuer gelegt, hat den Sturm genommen in Wut, als hat brüllt, wer ist schuld, das ganze Land in einem Tumult, dass man geschossen hat auf Bundesrat am Rednerpult, du noch hat interveniert und du noch Gegner sofort da, für ihr Schweiz der Frieden zu retten, wäre beide mit Panzer gekommen. Es hat sich aus den Nadina auf Europa, Afrika. Es hat den Weltkrieg gegeben und die Menschheit wäre jetzt nicht mehr da. Ich habe ein Zündhölzchen angezündet und das hätte Flammen gegeben. Und ich habe für Zigaretten Zigarette Feuer vom Hölzchen nehmen. Aber das Hölzchen ist davon gespickt und auf den Teppich gekommen. Gott sei Dank, dass ich es vom Teppich wieder fort Okay, so after that piece of very lively music, which had Saskia dancing around the studio, but now she's back in her chair and ready to talk to us a little bit more about uh, her time in Switzerland and some of the things that we as perhaps people visiting the country should become acquainted with, uh, perhaps um, castles or whatever. Um, so one thing that's really famous in Switzerland is um, the bridge in, in Lucerne, the wooden bridge, that actually has a lot of history. Um, when you go and visit it now, it looks really pretty. It has all these nice little um, paintings about the history of the whole bridge, but it actually burned down partially once and they had to rebuild it, so you only have like a little bit of that original bridge left which is a bit sad, but um, so this is one of the main things I think um, Switzerland is also famous for, especially because it's in Lucerne. Um, then the other thing, in um, another really important thing, and when I see a picture of it, I'm always like, that's that, is um, the Zietglocke, which is a, it's in Bern, it's in the middle of the um, old city of Bern. Um, it's mainly just a tower with a bell in it, um, but it's it's um, it's that t- bell tower everyone knows, and Zietglocke um, actually means um, time bell. So it's one of the still ringing bells in in Bern, which is amazing. Um, and presumably, there's a clock in this tower, is there? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually not that high. It's only about two stories high. You would you wouldn't recognize it as important, but it was one of the first clock towers there um, and it's as I said it's in the middle of Bern it's you can't miss it okay well we, we might come back and talk a little bit about the culture in a minute but I want to go back to your story um, you you grew up in the northeastern part of Switzerland um, and you 
went to school there um, and then subsequently to university. Yeah. Now, I know over here you are a teacher. How does the school system in Switzerland differ from the system in Australia? Um, so we have six years of primary school, then three years of high school, and then you can either decide to do an apprenticeship, so you're about 15 and a half by then, or you decide to further your studies and you go to um, a gymnasium. So it's like a upper school type thing. We call it gymnasium. I'm not, I can never quite explain what type of school it is here, but it's just comparable probably with um, year 11, 12, but that in four years, so you get quite a lot of schooling in there. Um, depending on where you live, you can transfer to that school when you're in year after year eight. Some school, uh, some cantons decide you can't do that. You have to finish year nine before you can transfer to that school. Um, if you want to go to university, is that so? Um, so then, after those four years, you are entitled to go to any university w- you want, unless you want to study medicine. Then you have to take a test and hopefully be in the best percentage. Um, yeah. Okay. Now you said you could go to university. Is university education free, or do you have to pay? It's mainly free. You pay about eight hundred Swiss francs a semester. That's just for photocopies, for um, books they give out. But other than that, you don't pay for any courses like here. Okay. I think I might go to Switzerland to study. Um, (laughs) So you studied teaching. You at some point met your husband, who is an Australian, but you met him in Switzerland where he was living at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you eventually both came to Australia, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But just before we leave Switzerland, one of the things that is really well known, I, I guess, a- around the world, is this Swiss um, concept of of partying. <laughs> and 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 let's talk perhaps about. Um, what I would call Carnivale, but um, that's not the German part of Switzerland. Um, <laughs> so talk about the, the carnival that goes on in Switzerland. Oh, it's amazing. It's the best time of the year. Um, yeah, it's called Fasnacht because you're fasting. It's the time of fasting. That's Fasnacht. That's why it's called that way. Um, it is uh, during... So it depends on where you live. If you're from Basel, which I used to live for... Um, four years there. Um, then you have four days in um, March, which are just all Fasnacht. You you can't do anything else there. So you um, there is Morgenstreich in the morning. You stand up at uh, you get up at four o'clock and you start the whole process of the whole um, carnival. And then you have um, pageants in the afternoons. Um, you dress up to go to those pageants. You get um, the cars that drive past. They give you sweets. They give you fruit. They give you vegetables. Um, then you have other processions in there that are um, bands. So it's, it looks like a little big band. Um, 
but they're all dressed up. They they wear these really freaky costumes and um, looks amazing. It's really loud. Then you have other things um, like from Germany. You know the Funkenmariechen type thing where they do artistic stuff as well. So there you've got groups like that in there. Then you have um, that. Um, that are dressed up for a um, usually a political theme, so they mock a political theme. Last year and the year before and the year before um, was a lot about Trump. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, we use Fasnacht to just vent about political stuff in a not as political way, um, and. Um, yeah, you just party. You start in the afternoon, you go on till the morning and then you sleep a little and start again. I'm now going to play a piece of music um, which comes back to this um, carnival atmosphere and then we'll go to Australia. Yeah. Okay, so after that piece of carnival music, um, I'm going to come back and bring you to Australia now, okay? And you, you were a qualified teacher in Switzerland. You came here. Were there any barriers to becoming a teacher when you got to Australia? 
Yes. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> so um, it was actually quite hard to firstly find out what I need to have done to be qualified. And then all this elusive thing called TRB popped up, Teacher Registration Board, which is something I, the concept of it in Switzerland is like, why are you paying a board so you're allowed to teach? So that was firstly a bit weird. So when I then found out about this teacher registration board, um, I looked up what I had to do and they told me, even though I was teaching in Switzerland already for two years, that my teaching qualification was not sufficient to teach here. They required me to go to uni another year, so I have four years of formal university studies because if you teach um, primary school teacher, in, uh, if you study primary school teacher in Switzerland, you only have um, three years of studies. So yeah, I then went tried to get into a uni, which was also hard coming from Switzerland and applying for the unis over here, which is totally different of the way how you apply for them than what you do in Switzerland. In Switzerland, you just apply online and say, I want to come here, take me. Here it's like, no, you have to write down why you want to be there, why, what's the purpose, what's good for them, why should they have me? And I'm like not used to this and then I had to drop off those documents in person instead of just emailing them because that's not good enough it's like okay I do this and I do that and then they told me that my I have to get get an English um, certificate so that my English was good enough so I tried to do that but then after that after I didn't quite get my first test to the score they wanted me to have which is a bit it's ridiculously high um I went back and uh, some man at uni came and talked about how we to get into the workforce and I asked him, do I need to have an English certificate? And he was like, oh no, you're fine. You were at uni here, so you don't need an English certificate. I'm like, why did I pay all this money? So you don't need an English certificate if you went to an Australian university. Just note that. <laughs> um so yeah, and then all the um, things you need to get, the working with children check, which you need a someone that signs it for you and no one tells you who that person is going to be. You need a, um, other checks with the police, but because I was new to Australia, my police clearance here is not good enough, so I had to get a police clearance from Switzerland, and Switzerland was like, why the hell do you need this? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> basically what I'm hearing is that just because you had been a teacher for two or three years in Switzerland, that wasn't good enough for the Australian system. You had to jump through a number of hoops, some of which you actually didn't even need to jump through, apparently, but that's okay. <clears throat> so you've got here, you're teaching here, you're... What else are you doing? What 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 in Australia captures your spare time? Dancing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing a partner dance. So I started about four years ago with the normal salsa, and I dragged my husband to salsa, and he was like, "All right, let's do it." Um, he's still dancing with me but not salsa anymore. We're doing um, a style called Suclambada, 
which is a Brazilian dance form, or French Polynesian sort of mixture. Um, our dance instructor is really passionate about that. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my mainly my spare time. What I do, I go to socials and just dance and and I and then on Saturdays I also um, teach little kids German that have parents that are German speaking um, people. They come from Germany, Switzerland, Austria. Um, come over here, have a kid that wants to learn, um, or they want the kid to learn better German, better grammar, better pronunciation. So, um, yeah, I give up some time and teach them some more German. Okay, so five days a week you teach... German. You teach German in, yeah. in, your, in your day school as well. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Something that you know pretty well, obviously. Uh, all right. So, Saskia, I'm, I'm, I'm finding that you, you've assimilated into Australian society quite well in the <laughs> sense that, you know, you, you, you now have a full-time job. You now have um, this hobby that takes up a lot of your, your spare time. You have um, your Saturday afternoon activity of teaching German yet again. Um, so, what, do you, what, what, what is your ambition? What, what, what do you want to achieve you know, while you're in Australia? And do you intend to stay in Australia or is this just a, a step in a, a long journey? Um, so, I start with the second question first. That's easier to say, in my opinion. So, if, if, if I could choose, I would stay in Australia. I don't like the cold. Um, so <laughs> I really enjoy being here in Perth, even though the winter's here a bit cold, in my opinion, but yeah. So um, if I get my way and my husband finally gives in, we're going to stay here for as long as I want. Um, so far, it's probably about 10 years time span, and then until then I have him. I, yeah, I will make that happen. Um, and <laughs> my achievement here is actually... Um, don't know really. I'm I'm just liking to live my life in the now, um, profession wise. I'm not wanting to go any higher in in the hierarchy. I just want to have a good time and um, enjoying the Australian culture and the nature. And so yeah, I don't. Well, maybe kids someday, but other than that. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that because if in this next 10 years that you temporarily got your husband nailed to the ground in Perth, <laughs> um, you have kids, do you think that would encourage him to stay here because the children will be Australian or do you think that will in fact turn it the other way and he might want to go to other parts of the world so that they can see other parts of the world, I guess? Um no, it's actually, if we have kids, then he wants to leave. If we don't have kids, he's fine. Um, it's the education system that he prefers in Switzerland, which I can see somehow. I mean, going to university here is a lot of money. But um, in my opinion, we can stay here until they're in that age to go to university because um, the primary school and high school education, yes, it's different, but um, Australia is getting there. Right, okay, so 
Um, good old backward Western Australia is <laughs> <laughs> is going to have the pleasure of your company for a few years yet. Then, so um, so it's going to, I want to say thank you for coming in this afternoon and, and telling me a little bit about Switzerland and a little bit about yourself and, and your journey um, to, to be part of Australia. Obviously, you're going to go through the process and become an Australian citizen, um, which in itself is a bit of a hoop to jump through. Do you want to just touch on that a little bit? Um, I can only touch a little bit because at the moment I got married last year and I first have to get my Swiss passport changed to my new name. Which is the first big hoop I have to do because um, I have to fly to Sydney. Given the circumstances at the moment, <laughs> going to Sydney is not always that easy. Um, and after that, all the paperwork, um, I already started to lodge some of the paperwork. So there's heaps of paperwork. The test I have to do is um, some of the questions are ridiculous, but they just... so. Saskia, thank you so much for coming in. That's, yeah, my pleasure.